Money Morning Rundown, Business First with Angela Miles. Good morning on this Monday. I'm Angela Miles on the floor of the Chicago Board Options Exchange. Coming up in our show today, Washington and wallets. How the recent budget deal affects your money. Holiday trading week. What to expect in market action as traders take a break. Top tech. The electronic gadgets that will be hot, hot, hot this holiday season. Sticky fingers. Why retailers should keep a close eye on employees. Turning to the economic calendar for today, it's the existing home sales. And on the earnings outlook and calendar, watch for GameStop, Palo Alto Networks, and Tyson Foods. In Market Action Friday, stocks rallied into the weekend with the S&P 500 logging its biggest weekly gains since December of 2014. In our Trader Rundown on this Monday, James Amali of Option Hacker joins me now to take a look at the market ahead. It's a holiday week. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you, too. Holiday weeks can be very strange for options traders. They have to think about different types of dynamics that aren't normally present. And the biggest thing that they have to consider is accelerated time decay. As an options trader, if I'm going to be long equity options, I have to understand that time decay is constantly working against my positions. And when we only have three and a half trading days in a week instead of five, it works against my positions a little more aggressively than it normally would. So I have to understand that there's time decay that happens even when the market isn't open and that on Friday I only have a half a day to manage my positions. So it's really important to be really aware of how much premium a trader has on in a shortened week like this. And it's also important to understand that when we have holiday weeks like this, trading tends to be a little bit slower, which also drags on implied volatility, which also drags on options premium. So it's a little bit of a different dynamic. It's one that uh, we're pretty used to trading. It's not one that people should be afraid of but it's something they definitely need to be aware of. So the market is closed on Thanksgiving and then it's a half trading day on Friday. So for people who might not even be trading options and are just maybe day traders or investors watching this market, what would be your advice? So for those who are day trading stocks or futures, there can be good opportunities in weeks like this because markets tend to be relatively range bound. So that means that traders have levels that they can establish to buy low and sell high. And that's the name of the game for day traders, right? So when we have range bound markets, it can create opportunity it can, however, also chop traders up if they're not careful about where they place their stop loss orders. So again, there are still special considerations that even the stock traders have to make in a week like this. Let's take a look at a stock. We have what stock coming out with earnings today? Palo Alto comes out yeah. with earnings after the bell today. And this is one that looks incredibly strong ahead of earnings in my eyes. The stock has rallied 10 out of the past 12 quarters and moves north of 7.5% on average on earnings day. And that's just about where the market makers are implying the stock's going to end up on Friday. So what I'll be looking to do into the close today is buying call spreads or call butterflies with an upside target about $13 higher, which is what the market makers are expecting the stock That's to do. That's a big move. That is a big move. The stock does trade around $169, $169.5, so that is a move that can definitely take place. And last quarter, market makers were dead on with their target in Palo Alto, so I'm expecting it to be very accurate this time as well. Thank you, James, and have a great holiday week. You too. Topping our news today, Chipotle will likely be doing some damage control. Friday, shares plunged $76 after the Center for Disease Control and Prevention reported more cases of E. coli connected to the burrito chain. 45 people have been infected with the bacteria. 16 customers had to be hospitalized. The incidents happened in six states, including Washington, Oregon, California, Minnesota, New York, 
and Ohio. The CDC suggests it was caused by a common ingredient served at Chipotle restaurants. The company had just implemented a more stringent sanitation procedure in its restaurants. Tyson Foods is set to shut down operations at two plants. The company is ceasing operations at a pepperoni plant in Jefferson, Wisconsin, and at a prepared foods facility in Chicago. More than 800 people are expected to lose jobs. Tyson shares lost about 80 cents on Friday. Starwood Hotels is among the latest in a string of hack attacks. Executives of the hotel chain say the hackers were able to see debit and credit card information of some guests who dined or shopped at 54 of its hotels, including some Sheraton, Weston, and W locations. Malware was discovered in the hotel's payment systems. Shares of Starwood rallied on Friday. Time now to toss it over to CME Group, where Trent Wagner is standing by with today's Trader Tip. An area of opportunity we really like right now is in the U.S. Treasury, specifically the 10-year notes. I know we saw the Treasuries get really beat up from mid-October through the beginning of this month. However, that was due to this Fed-fueled narrative that we're going to have a rate hike in December. And although that is going to be bearish for the Treasury markets, a quarter point rate hike probably doesn't constitute the type of sell-off that we saw during that three-week period. Additionally, when you look at the price action this month after we've checked up, we saw the equity markets rally noticeably with the S&P up nearly 100 points from the lows it made uh, on Monday. And uh, because of that, you would typically see the Treasury markets sell off as a result. We didn't see that. In fact, we saw the Treasury markets gain some steam. Uh, so the combination of these two items makes us look at this recent dip in the Treasury markets as a buying opportunity as we head into the latter part of the year. This is Trent Wagner of the Fox Group coming to you from the floor of the CME. Thank you, Trent. Tesla is voluntarily recalling all of its Model S cars. The electric car company says the 90,000 cars will get the once-over after a single report in Europe disclosed a part where the seatbelt was not assembled correctly. In that one incident, the seatbelt became disconnected. Tesla shares shed nearly $2 on Friday. Here's more. I'm Michelle Krebs, Senior Analyst at Auto Trader. And I'm Rob Peterson, Buick Marketing Manager. We're here at the LA Auto Show where it's all about luxury, performance, convertibles, sport utilities, and a lot of technology. Here in the Buick stand, we showed the Buick Cascada convertible, the first convertible in the brand in 25 years. And the big news really is the all new Buick LaCrosse, uh, all new from the ground up, even showcases the brand's new tri-colored logo and front grille. Uh, it's the most sophisticated vehicle in the brand's 112 year history. And it has a lot of technology, which is really important for consumers. Auto Trader study showed that the uh, technology actually trumps the car color and horsepower. Things like backup camera, uh, Wi-Fi to stream Pandora and Spotify. And uh, in Buick, we have, uh, we've added Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, which are two technologies that allow people to remain connected to their phones, but to do it in a manner that allows them to keep their hands on the wheel and their eyes on the road using voice commands to control some of their favorite apps like Spotify, Pandora, uh, and MLB at bat. 
Well, odds are high consumers will load up on gadgets and electronics in the shopping frenzy this weekend. The Consumer Technology Association says products that are hottest in demand include video game consoles, TVs, tablets, laptops, smartphones, and headphones, along with DVD, Blu-ray disc players, digital cameras, digital toys of video game figurines, and smartwatches. Small Business Saturday is this weekend, and similar to the big box stores, smaller companies are trying to up sales online. Kai Sisson takes us to California for the story of one entrepreneur who's hoping for the best this holiday season. Julie Rasmussen knows it's time to take her business worldwide. And we've seen um, a lot of people asking us if they can buy our things online, so we really want to open that online, have that online presence. Roadkill Ranch and Boutique has been open in Orange County, California now for 22 years. Rasmussen sees the potential for an entire new online revenue stream, especially this holiday season. The National Retail Federation is predicting e-commerce sales will continue to grow at a faster rate than at traditional retailers, rising between 6 and 8 percent to as much as $105 billion. This has shipping giant FedEx preparing for a record-breaking 317 million shipments in between Black Friday and Christmas Eve. Rasmussen compares opening an online store to opening an entire new location, considering manpower, inventory, and other logistics. But she says the wheels are turning to get her one location boutique onto the worldwide marketplace. It's very time consuming and it's like opening another store because you really have to take um, note of your inventory. So the inventory that you're selling online can't be the inventory that's here and it really needs to be separated and all that technical stuff. So there's a lot of technical and red tape. For Roadkill's customers, they love the feel of a brick and mortar store but are excited to see more small retailers go online. I online shop probably 90% of the time. It's, I feel like it's more convenient and it's easier. Rasmussen is excited to gift her customers and her business a new online store by this Christmas. In Fullerton, California, Kai Sisson, Business First AM. Our thanks to Kai for that report. The National Retail Federation suggests about half of browsing and buying this holiday season will happen online. Here's a disturbing trend. Retail workers stole $16.6 billion from their employers this past year. That is up 2% compared to a year earlier. According to one report, employees steal slightly more than shoplifters from the outside. Retail employees in the U.S. also steal considerably more than their counterparts in other countries. Coming up, Washington and wallets. Find out how Congress is making changes to Social Security and student loans. Plus, how to invest in a startup and a trader shakes down Dollar Tree. Business First AM continues right after this. Welcome back. It seems there's no stopping the run by Nike. On Friday, Nike shares rallied nearly $7 after the retailer revealed it will do a two-for-one stock split and a $12 billion stock buyback. Nike traded last at $132. The athletic gear company also gave a 46-point lift to the Dow. Now, on to a more serious subject involving questionable insurance practices. Now to the expenses of car insurance. African Americans are paying more for that coverage. Even with good driving records, African Americans who live in zip codes with predominantly black populations are charged far more than their white counterparts who live in white neighborhoods. 
The new data is according to a survey by the Consumer Federation of America. The survey found that the average premium was 70% higher for the African-American drivers. In Washington and wallets today, Eugene Coyle of Amatuli and Associates joins us now to talk about that big budget deal that was approved by Congress. It will affect your money. Starting with Social Security, Eugene, what happened here? Angie, this is one of the largest changes in Social Security in the past 15 years. They eliminated a strategy called file and suspend, where the primary wage earner could file for benefits and suspend at full retirement age. The spouse could immediately be able to receive spousal benefits. Therefore, the primary wage earner's benefits would increase at 8% a year. By eliminating this strategy, it, will, it would be uh, millions of retirees would uh, lose out on about $50,000 of benefits, lifetime benefits. Now, the good news is, those who currently qualify for this can still qualify over the next six months. So a lot of people use this strategy. The government doesn't have a calculation on how many use it, but about a quarter of the people are eligible to use it. And it would cost the Social Security Administration about $500 million, which is quite a bit of money. What other changes are happening? Other changes with Social Security is, well, you've probably heard that Social Security is set to run out of money in the year 2033. So does this help that? This would, this would help that problem. Personally, I think there's other things they could do. Uh, they could increase the full retirement age. It used to be 65, minus 67. For these younger people, it might be 70 or 75 years old. Uh, another thing they could do is increase the uh, taxable wage base. We all pay into the system, so the wealthier people will end up supporting the Social Security system. So what about, not everybody might agree with you, but let's move on to Medicare B because there's changes there as well. Correct. With, with this deal, actually about 16 million Medicare recipients uh, would have seen a 52% increase. Mm. Uh, the deal has condensed that to a more manageable 15% increase. I just tell my clients, uh, budget accordingly because costs and premiums will go up. This is going to hit you, and there's a big change to student loan borrowers as well. How does this affect students out there who just graduated? Good question, Angie. The federal government is now able to do uh, robocalls to collect for those who are in default of federal student loans. See, prior to that, these loan providers could only call those people if they consented. So this is another way to help reduce uh, federal student loan debt. Okay, good to have you here. And Thank maybe you, some advice for our students who have those loans as well before you take off? Pay those loans, save your money. Thank you. Good to have you Thanks, here. Andy. Thank you. Thank you. Still to come on the show, Investing 101 tips on how to invest in the company you think is ready to take off. Plus, one of my favorite stores is the focus of a trade. Stay with us. In Investing 101, John Bentz of Valuation Research Corporation joins me now to teach us how to invest in a company because some people might have some extra money and they're thinking, you know what, I'd like to put some money to work somewhere. What's your advice? Absolutely. Great question, Angie. So there's four or five things that an investor would want to look at. The first thing is the product. Does the product actually work? So a lot of startups these days are technology or maybe healthcare related. So does the product actually work? Second thing that you would look at is the market. Is there someone that's actually willing to pay for this product or this service? Or are you selling ice cream to Eskimos? The third thing that you want to look at is the management team. 
how good is the management team? Have they done startups before? Have they been successful? Do they have a track record? You'd always rather have an A management team and a C product mm -hmm. versus a C management team and an A product. Management team is really, really important, is really, really key. The fourth component is the management's ability to execute the strategic plan. Can they pull it off? Can they do everything that they say that they're going to do? That is really important, but so is the valuation of the company, which is something you have a great expertise in. How do you put a value on the company? Sure, and that's that's obviously also very key. So valuation is what I do every day in my life, and you have to determine what the terms are of the investment. Are you investing in a convertible debenture? Are you investing in just straight debt? Are you investing in stock, in common equity, in preferred equity? And then what the valuation of that company is. Is it a $5 million valuation? Is it a $100 million valuation? Is it a unicorn that we have in some technology companies where it's a billion dollar valuation before it goes public? So the, the terms of the investment and the terms of the description of the security that you're actually buying or participating in is very, very important. So what are some tips though when you're actually closing the deal? You're, you're signing on the dotted line to invest in this corporation. What are some hiccups or some issues that could come up that people need to be aware of and know about? Yeah, sure, and that's important as well. So there's probably negotiable terms, there's maybe eight or 10 that are really important. Valuation is one, uh, the security that's being created as I just mentioned, but also maybe clawback rights or anti-dilution clauses which means if, if you invest a million dollars and you own 20% of the company, if there's additional funding rounds and you want to maintain your certain same percentage ownership, that you have that ability to invest more money so you don't get diluted down to 2% ownership. So that's also an important factor. It's also important to note that I can think of a TV show that might need some investing. So uh, thanks for coming on the show, John. You're welcome, Angie. Anytime. Still to come and stocking up, our shares of Dollar Tree ready to climb ahead of the holidays. Find out what one trader has to say after the break. In stocking up this morning, Alan Nuckman of Bullseye Options joins us for a trade in Dollar Tree, my favorite store. At least one of my favorite stores. These are a few of my favorite things. Dollar Tree happens to be one of them. Retail has been a wreck. This quarter has just been disastrous. And really, especially for department stores and conventional stores, but there have been two sectors that did well. The internet, obviously. The Amazon, that type of uh, sailing, sell, sales. And also the discount stores. So discount stores actually had a growth of 10%, earnings growth of 10%, which far outdid a lot of the other retail, which has been absolutely crushed in the last month. What about the Dollar Tree? Well, the Dollar Tree is an attraction for a number of reasons. If you like inexpensive or junk goods, depending on how you want to look at it, uh, their margins are extremely high, even though they sell the same kind of stuff that you could get at Target and Walmart, uh, they sell it for three to five times less. A dollar. So, uh, yeah. Well, no. We'll get to that in a second. But from a technical standpoint, Dollar Tree's been trading between 60 and 68 for two months, finally breaking out above 68. So that targets an $8 move. That's 76. And it's down 25% from the highs. So from a value standpoint, I think it's got a lot of room to come back. People have kind of forgotten about the momentum that the dollar stocks had, if you remember a year or two ago. That is very true, because they were out of favor, then they were big time in favor. Right. And it depended on what was going on with the economy. It's very much tied to the economy. Right. And I don't know if it's necessarily, you know, the stuff or it's just the, the idea. I like going there just for kind of fun, just to see what you can find. But the, 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 t the top of all this, what kicked it off for me was they've lifted that dollar cap. So now there will be things in the dollar store above a dollar. Just imagine mm. the profits now. 
I don't know if I like so this. I'm looking I at authorize this. Looking at an option play in this, looking at a 60 call, that's been the low. 60 call for February has about uh, 90 days, so you've got three months of time. Mm -hmm. uh, it is, it, the break even's about a dollar away. So within the next three months, you know, I'm looking for the stock only needs to move up a dollar to get above my break even. So I think it's a good long term play, you know, looking to play catch up with the rest of the market. So products over a dollar. This in the Google alphabet just. <laughs> The marketing. Life's not fair. It's just L not Life's right. not fair. It's not fair. Good to have you on the show, though. Thanks, Angie. And as we wrap it up on this Monday, a quick reminder that you can find us on social media. On Facebook, it's Business First AM. And on YouTube, Business First with Angela Miles. Please subscribe, like, and share our show. Coming up tomorrow, it's Millennials and Money. We'll be talking holiday shopping. That's it for now from all of us at Business First AM. Have a great start to your week. Keep in mind, investment recommendations, ideas, and opinions presented on Business First AM are solely those of the traders, hosts, analysts, and experts, and do not reflect the recommendations or opinions of Business First AM, its owners, any television broadcaster, social media site, website, or podcast. You should be cautious about any and all investment recommendations presented on Business First AM and should consider the source of any advice on investment selection, various factors including personal, or corporate ownership may influence the opinions and investment recommendations of traders, hosts, analysts, and experts quoted on Business First AM. You should not treat any recommendation or opinion expressed on Business First AM as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular trading strategy, but only as an expression of an opinion. If you rely on these opinions and recommendations, you do so at your own risk. The opinions expressed on Business First AM do not take into account your individual investment objectives or financial needs and are not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. You must make an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned on this program. In addition, you are reminded that any investment past performance is no guarantee or indicator of future performance.